Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. We are continuing through Ephesians. We're here in chapter 6 and uh, really wrapping up the end of the book now, closing out the book as Paul begins uh, verse 10 of chapter 6 with the word finally. Um, in other words, he's in his final thought and the final passages here. And so we are going to look at that as we uh, speak on this last topic that covers the um, last few verses here of the book of Ephesians, and that is the believer's warfare and grace, the believer's warfare in grace. Yesterday, we looked at verse 10, which said, finally, my brethren, be strong uh, in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we talked about the need that we have for God's strength and God's might. And we talked about how weak we are in our flesh and how weak we are on our own. Now, this morning, I'd like for us to look at verse 11 and, and then into verse 12. The Bible says this, put on the whole armor of God. And we'll talk about that in the coming days. And then it goes on to say that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And uh, this morning in verse 11, it says uh, that we are to put on the whole armor of God. Why? That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles of the devil? That word wile, if you look it up, it means um, tricks. It means lies. It means deceit. Uh, for the purpose of ensnaring or trapping someone. A while is to set a, uh, a trap. It's to lie to somebody. It's to uh, deceive them for the very purpose of ensnaring them, for the very purpose of trapping them. And, um, you know, that, that is what the devil, that is what the devil is so good at. The devil is so good at uh, deceiving and making things look good and making things look different than they are. And he lures us in with his trap. And then uh, so often while we're lured in with his trap, um, he then ensnares us. And, and so many Christians have been, um, they, they've been brought to a place of uh, just almost destruction of their Christian life. They've been brought to a place where the, the testimony of Christ has been hurt. They've been brought to a place where their usefulness uh, for Christ has really been diminished because they they fell into one of the Satan's wiles, one of his traps, one of his tricky traps. And so let me just warn us this morning, Satan has traps and snares everywhere. Let me just warn us this morning. Let's be careful. That's why the Bible talks about, and we've already looked at in the book of Ephesians, we're to walk circumspectly. When we talked about redeeming the time, we spent some time talking about walking circumspectly. That means watching where we walk. That means walking carefully. That means walking cautiously. Why? Because Satan has wiles out there. He's working to trick. He's working to deceive. Sometimes I I, I think, you know, we, we, we think of people falling into great sin and we think of uh, the drunkard or the druggie, and we think that Satan's just going to come out and say, hey, have some alcohol. No, that's not how Satan works. He starts with something small, and and he tries to convince you it's harmless. He tries to convince you it's not going to hurt you. He tries to convince you that, um, you know, in, in the end, you're going to be better off because of it. And most of everything that Christians fall for, uh, Satan gets them to justify it in their mind in some way. And it's there with that small trap he set that he uh, takes over more and more and more territory in our life. I, I heard a, a story once. It's an old German story that I heard. It was translated into English and I guess a proverb or, or a, um, 
a fable that the Germans used to tell their children. And it went like this. Uh, one day Satan came and knocked on somebody's door. And, and as he knocked on their door, the, the owner of the home opened the door, answered, and he saw the devil out there. And the devil said, can I have your house? I would like to live in your house. To which the man replied, no, you cannot have my house. Of course not. This is, uh, I would never let the devil live in my house. And so, no, the devil wasn't satisfied with that and wasn't going to go away. He said, well, would you, how about you just split your house with me and I'll take half and you take the other half. To which the man replied, no way, I would never split my home with the devil. And uh, the devil, though, wasn't going to go away satisfied with that. He wasn't going to leave. And uh, so then he asked the man, he said, well, how about just a room in the house or, or a few rooms? And the man said, you can't have a few rooms. You can't have one room. No way. Go, go, go away. And so uh, the devil, though, he, he was uh, not going to stop at that. And he kept asking the man and kept bartering different options until finally he talked to the man and he said, could I just have one hook inside your house? Just put a hook on the wall. I just need one hook. Could I please, please, please just have one hook inside your home? And so to that, the man, after telling the devil no to all the other options, finally agreed. And he said, okay, you can have one hook in my home. And in the fable, in the story, it said that the devil comes in and on that one piece of hook, he hangs a giant piece of meat. And it's not long before that meat begins to rot and to stink. And it's not long before the whole entire home smells like that rotten piece of meat. What happened? The devil took over that home with just one little hook. And, and, and that's what the devil does. He's he, he's tricky. He has wiles and, and he tries to deceive us. He tries to trick us. And, and so often um, he starts with something seemingly small. And before you know it, he's taken over the whole house. I've I heard a story of how the Eskimos up in Alaska used to catch wolves. And uh, it said what they would do is they would take a very sharp knife and they would uh, freeze it inside a block of ice. And inside that ice, or they'd take that over that ice and they'd pour blood over it. And the wolves would smell that blood and they would come and they'd see that ice with the blood on it. They'd begin to lick the blood and lick the blood. And what would happen is, as they were licking the blood off of that ice, the ice would begin to melt and the blade of that knife would begin to be exposed. And the wolf's tongue, a little bit numb from licking the ice, would then begin licking that blade and the blood would continue to come, but this time it would be his own blood. And as the wolf would lick and lick, the blood would continue to come and he would lick and lick and not even realizing it was his own blood and that wolf would lick that knife until he bled to death. And that's how the Eskimos would catch those wolves. And you know, that's what Satan does to us. He puts out something that's nice. He sets a snare. He sets a, tra a trap. We come along and we say, well, that's not too bad. You know, that's not too bad. And before long, oh, we're bleeding to death spiritually. Before long, Satan has us uh, to a point where what seemed like something small, what seemed like something innocent is now destroyed our entire life because one thing leads to another. The Bible tells us in the book of James that um, lust, when it is conceived, bringeth forth sin and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin when it is finished brings forth death. This morning as we begin to go into this last chapter of Ephesians and we begin to look at the spiritual warfare, um, God 
starts all this before he even tells us about what the armor we're supposed to put on is oh before he gets into the details about the spiritual warfare he he starts by saying um put on the whole armor of god that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil he warns us right up front the enemy we're facing doesn't play fair the enemy you're facing doesn't uh doesn't play nice he's tricky He's sly, he's deceitful, and he's out to destroy you. He said, beware the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil. Oh, let's be sure that we put on the whole armor of God. Let's be sure that we go in the strength of the Lord. Why? Because we serve uh, 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 we serve a God who's able, but we face a, an enemy who is deceitful. We face an enemy who uh, will stop at nothing. He doesn't play games. He's out to kill. He's out to destroy. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity we had to open it up this morning and look at it. And Lord, as we do face spiritual warfare, spiritual battles every day, Lord, I pray you'd help us to, to Lord, to keep our eyes on you, to let our strength come from you, to realize that we face an enemy that uh, is out to take lives, out to destroy. I pray you'd help us. Give us strength. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.